When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the stumps, he goes for the single. It's risky. Here's the throw. He would have been out. Instead, it's a hundred. Oh, it's full of drama. Travis heads for the World Cup final century. And what a moment it was. And so unfortunately, didn't get hit those winning runs. He thoroughly deserved it. But Australia win by six wickets with 40 balls remaining to leave the cricketing world gobsmacked. But celebrations will be underway, no doubt, in Australia. And to hear the reaction uh, from the lucky country, the champion of cricket country right now, we are joined by a legend of the uh, the Aussie game, an uh, amazing player and a hell of a commentator too. Ian Healy joins us at SENQ. Appreciate your time, Ian, and uh, congratulations. What a moment for Australian cricket. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Nice to be with you. Um, yeah, it's been really well received over here. You know, I'm, I don't think... Uh, a lot of our players have got, you know, cemented um, affections here in Australia since four years ago or whenever it was. But, geez, it went a lot. They were very, very impressive yesterday on the field as well as the semi-finals, um, but also post-match. They were very humble and, and quite gobsmacked on what they'd achieved themselves, I reckon. Uh, it, it's been really well received. Listen, you were part of a, an absolute golden era where uh, you, you were the sporting gods of the nation, the absolute heroes. But it, as you kind of alluded to, Australia, to a degree, did fall out of love with that same that same way, not looked at the same way. Uh, do you think that this is uh, the start of, of an incredible year like they've just had, the rekindling of that love affair between the Australian sporting, sporting public and the cricket team? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I do, uh, and it's been a long start, a full 12 months. We couldn't have asked for much more out of this team uh, in the 12 months. You know, it's OK to retain the Ashes. We reckon we'd, we'd much like the players would. We'd much prefer them to win the Ashes finally. We haven't done that for 20 years, um, so we'd like that to happen. But to win the Test Championship, then go and play five Ashes Tests straight after and still retain the Ashes, we're happy with that. Uh, the, the, you know, we're, we're performing quite well all across the world now. And, you know, the, I don't think India would be as capable of playing as well in Australia as we played in India. It was a great achievement. The year's not over uh, and there's still some wonderful uh, home cricket to come. We know how uh, New Zealanders love the Aussie home summer too. It fits into our uh, into our summer quite nicely. So we always look forward to what happens there, especially when New Zealand get to tour. But... <laughs> It's been pretty hard to, to make an argument to, to top many years than this one. Is this the greatest year yeah. in Australian cricket history? You look at the results. and They didn't win the Ashes, you're right, they retained it, but they walked away holding the Ashes, holding the Test Championship and holding the Cricket World Cup in the ODA format. Yeah, well, there's never been such a thing as a Test Championship, really, other than the last two. So that's never been in the greatest year Australian cricket's ever had. Um, so... so and the the quest for context in cricket, making sure that our our rate rankings are consistent in one day cricket and T Twenty as well as Test now, um, make it a little bit easier to really measure a year, doesn't it? 
Um, yeah, yeah, I love the I love the way Australia, and I think New Zealand um, really value every time you play for the country, whether it be a Test or in a T20 one day one off affair or or a tournament. So so you know it, it's just great that cricket is so highly valued by its players and participants, and and that'll rub off that that'll you know they've made massive headway to get back into the hearts of Australians uh, overnight but they've been working hard at it for two or three years. Now, Australia deserved this result, uh, and they, they won this game. Don't, don't take it any other way. But yeah, speaking with Ian Healy, Ian, what, what happened to India? That, that was not the Indian side we've seen this tournament. Yeah, well, I mean, they had a couple of short falls, the Indians, right? They, they weren't particularly experienced in high-level cricket, right? So, so therefore... Um, Australia had to really target the experienced ones, and that, oh, that being Rohit Sharma, Virat Kohli, uh, and that, that bowling attack's unbelievable. The, the other thing is that there, there's potential lack of experience, there was potential lack of batting in their tail, and then they only had five bowlers. So if we knock one bowler out of that attack and put some pressure on, how are they going to cover for it? You know, everyone's going to be destabilised. But what happened was, I think, was the toss and the decision at the toss destabilised them. Um, and even even that India said they were going to bat, um, I, I don't think they were ready for Pat Cummins to say, we're going to bowl. Um, and that, that, that was gutsy and, and really good decision based on very, very good data and good common sense. Did you think uh, it was a good decision when you heard it, though, in? Did you think it was no, good decision thinking, when you heard it? I did, and I was, I was thinking, yeah, are I, you insane? I trusted. Yeah, that's right. I didn't jump to that conclusion as quickly as you, by the sound of it. <laughs> but I went, oh, geez, that's hard, right? And then I had to really sit down. I got out of the car and sat down and wrote, wrote some notes on why this could have happened, why they did this. And the reasons were really, really good. The, the first one being um, that this wicket could be gripping and turning more this afternoon than tonight, uh, when the, if the dew comes in, which they said the night before that happened, the, the ground was soaking wet the night before. So, so ooh, they knew that um, better than I did. Um, and then I think the pressure of batting first has now become greater than chasing a good total. You know. Because when, when we used to bat and bat first, that's the way we used to like playing, you know, we make 240, that's a good total, and we'll defend it. But now that side batting first has to push for 340 plus, and that's a lot of pressure. So I reckon batting first might be more pressure now than chasing. You know, when you're chasing 340, you just go for it, don't you? You, you, you have to be aggressive. You, you just go for it, and if it works, it works. You're a hero. If it doesn't work, oh, well, that's not the, the bowlers didn't do their job at the start. So I think, I think that contributed to his decision too. That you know, making a total these days is a very, very pressurised thing. The batting lineup for Australia in Healy, I was really impressed with uh, with what Travis Head did. Absolutely, but we've seen throughout this tournament where there's is needed to be an individual stand up and carry the team as others have fallen over, and that's that's swapped back and forward. But like I saw, 
uh, David Warner's dismissal. I thought you, you couldn't have chased that any further out of his uh, <laughs> to a wide as you could have. Hopefully, I thought that kind of thing puts so much pressure. But someone on every occasion that they've needed it to has come through as an individual in this one, Ian. It's been pretty remarkable. Yes, because they've all got the right attitude. They're all willing. They're all willing to sacrifice, go hard, or or resurrect things, you know. And they've got a versatile batting order, and, and that which turned into what we call now a versatile batting order. Steve Smith and Manus to to tidy things up if the big boys, who are the power boys, don't come off. Um, but oh, mate, when Warner chased that wide one, the, it was like chaos, wasn't it? It was dramatic Jeez. chaos. Balls zooming in. Nipping away, big swingers away. But you just couldn't work out how we were going to score runs, and and that's that brought pressure to flash at wide one, that one, and Mitch Marsh too. It's just incredible bowling, and and you know it turned out India were the ones who were making all the decisions, and a couple were wrong. You know, Siraj had bowled so well at the start of of the innings with um, with uh, not Shami, who's the other one? Um, with Boomerah, and then Shami would come in behind them and get big hauls of wickets throughout the whole tournament. But last night they changed, and Siraj had to bowl first change, and that's where he, he went the journey. But but oh, it, it was so dramatic. And finally, Steve Smith and then Manus Lubbershane and Travis Head were, were able to settle things down as, as the, the wicket sort of flattened out, probably, and came onto the bat better. But yeah, it was brilliant theatre. There was serious pressure. Some coped really well with it, and some it did them in. We were talking earlier on uh, on the show, Ian, and, and we we raved about uh, the, the the fielding from Australia. There was just a hunger. Like the Travis Head is obviously the most visual example, just running everything down, making yeah. sure if anything could be could, they could save a solitary run anywhere, uh, they would be putting uh, everything into every chase. There was just something about them in this game. Oh, and that's been the case for about a week. The semi-final definitely, uh, and a big part of their game plan to make that infield feel really small to any batsman. Um, but you, you can't you can't do that on your own. The bowlers have to bowl really well, and we hadn't been bowling well. Again, we've been, as you say, with the batting, a brilliant performance getting us over the line. Was that Glenn Maxwell making two hundred? When we were 201 behind, um, you know, or uh, Travis hit another another stage, uh, making 100, the partnership at the top. So, uh, so your bowlers uh, in the semi-final and the final were the two times our bowlers hunted as a pack. They hit a length. Everyone says the length the bowlers bounce the ball so that when it comes past the stumps, it hits the top of the stumps. I think they worked out that you have to bowl it about six inches over the stumps. So another 15 centimetres shorter than that because you still can't pull it and you can't drive it. And if you want to swipe across the line, look out. We, we could get you and make it really difficult to score. And then they threw in great bounces, which hadn't been used. And then Pat Cummins came in and his slower balls were very deceptive. They hadn't been very deceptive all tournament. And his figure, he got his figures down to 34, two for 34 from 10 overs. Our quicks have all been bowling to 70 and 60 uh, um, bowling analysis. So they really pegged it back and produced real speed and control um, and great planning. They did really, really well because then, you're, then you can field really well 
and then you'll get batsmen nervous. And if they're inexperienced, they'll try funny shots like the Indians did at times last night. And the uh, the World Cup was uh, an intriguing one for, for cricket lovers. The emergence of, for us, obviously, the likes of Russian Ravinder, the, the results that teams like Afghanistan yeah. were able to uh, produce along the way. But we went into this event being told that there's, you know, the future of, of the one-day Cricket World Cup could be, and even the format could be, in jeopardy. At India 1, I'd say it was pretty safe for a while to come because BCCI is not going to let that fade. Do you have any fears for the future of uh, the Cricket World Cup? Not I'm going to blame it, Australia especially, Ian, if it goes under. But, yeah, it, it's, it's certainly it's a, it's an interesting one for those who've grown up loving it like me. Yeah, well, 2015 changed my mind on it. You, you know, when we co-hosted an event, Australia and New Zealand co-hosted 2015, and we both cleared amazing amounts of money. So they're not going to throw that game away while it's so profitable and so well supported. But what I do fear is, I mean, it's not a fear really. I think we have to rearrange our structure of how much we play around the world in the four-year period. I'm thinking uh, along the lines of friendly matches in the in European soccer nations, right, where, where you can play them if you like. But in the lead-up to a one-day World Cup, we play a lot, a lot more international one-dayers than we have in the two years before that. And in the lead-up to a T20 World Cup, we play a few more international T20s than we normally would, and not so many one-dayers, if any. So I think, I think that sort of structuring our, our calendars might be a good thing, um, but not losing the events, because everyone loves them. Well, everyone wants to support them sponsorship-wise, broadcast-wise, international-wise. You know, it, they're on. They're on. And, and now we've got the Test Match Championship too, which is which has grown amazingly in, in the two times it's been on. Ian Healy, Australian legend and host uh, over our mates at SENQ. Appreciate your time and thoughts. And as I say, congratulations. We, we're going to let the Aussies revel in it today and then we're going to move on swiftly tomorrow is our plan. <laughs> That's very fair. And uh, I take you as being very, very genuine about your... Your congratulations. And the one thing we're not doing is playing each other enough. So Australia and New Zealand have to play every year nearly, or at least every second year, home and away.